Welcome to Brine Time, everybody. I'm Jeremiah Coughlin, and it is time for the Brine Let's Talk Small Glass Figurines Menageries. Just kidding. It's a little <laughs> little curveball I throw. Just kidding. We will talk pickles, baseball, introduce your guest host, pal of mine, for eight years is what I figured out the other day. Joe Hieronymus, baseball fan, Comedian, local personality, guy who's been around for a long time, doing a lot of different stuff in a lot of different scenes. So welcome, Joe Hieronymus. Hello, Jeremiah. Hello. Uh, thank you for having me on uh, Brian, Brian Time. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here uh, tonight in my own kitchen. Thank you. Uh, it has been eight years. Wow. Well, I've been I, doing, yeah, I've been doing stand-up. It'll be eight years or no, it'll be nine years in September. So, wow! So it's 2012. You're probably one of the first quarters. people I met yeah, when I started yeah. doing stand-up. So I remember that. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and here you are today. Yeah, that's awesome. The old Seven Corners days. Yeah, I've been to there since they got re like basically torn down and rebuilt. It's a nice little spot. I don't know. the The Seven Corners Mike was the Wild Wild West League of comedy <laughs> that was the sunday night like, yeah where people would try to do triple headers and stuff and, and that was the last game of the night you know that was always fun yeah that was a wild time those were those were good days man I, i've taught anytime i bring up i was i took adam posse to that uh plaid pantry right there the like a couple nights ago we were on our way home from helium comedy club and we drove by there and he wanted to stop in and I was like, Oh man, like I haven't been over here in forever. And, you know, it's just hanging out in front of that Domino's and, you know, trying jokes and just trying to be part of a scene and everything involved with it, man. It's, those were good times. So yeah, I was thinking about that. I've known you for a long time and you're a baseball fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, even longer. Got your, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Longer than you've known me. I didn't, I didn't teach you anything about baseball. Uh, but uh, yeah, you cut your. Uh, so was this your first pickles game this last week, or you've been out there a uh, couple was, times before, right? This is a couple times, but this is the first one this season. Uh, I like many people were probably thinking, "Oh, things are going to be lifted. I want to do something outdoors and have fun." You know, go uh, watch baseball. And honestly, my that was one of the first things I planned to do once I once it became available was go see live baseball. I did go see a lot of little league games uh, with my friends' kids during lockdown. Uh, we all wore masks. It's fun. Uh, this was a lot, much better experience uh, this last weekend. There was a lot of people out there. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Joe Simons, who's been my uh, co-host recently, he's the other half of my PA team. Him and his uh, lady friend are celebrating their seventh uh, anniversary as a couple tonight. So I oh, needed no. a Joe, and uh, you know, you were there <laughs> when I needed you, Joe. So here you are. 
Welcome to Brian. Time, We're buddy. everywhere. <laughs> We're dime a dozen, man. Thank yep. you for having me. Yeah. Pickles, 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 pickles. All right, pickle report. Right into it. The picks are hot. At this point, they've rattled off nine wins in a row, uh, including the nine the uh, non league games that happened over the weekend. Rosebuds, Gherkins, Gray Wolves. But the wins that counted towards their league record uh, over in Wenatchee were huge to build some momentum. They scored 17 runs twice in two separate games. And then uh, one of the games, they only won seven to two. So the uh, the reigning pickle (laughs) of the week, Ivan, the swaggy boy Luna, uh, he hit a couple home runs during that uh, road stint. And the guys were describing it to me down in the dugout and they said that, yeah, they're still looking for some of those baseballs that he was, this guy, he just, he just powers blast, man. He's, he's got a sweet swing, Ivan Luna. And yeah, I mean, those, uh, those stat lines in those games were pretty wild. So they won one 17 to two and one 17 to eight. So, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of good things happening for the pickles right now coming into, kind of the the tail end of the uh, first half of the season, right? And this is a, a league where you can win the first half and get a playoff spot, or you can win the second half and get a playoff spot. So they're kind of still in the hunt. I mean, they're in third place in their uh, division. And so, but they're building momentum, you know, and we had like a managerial change first couple weeks into the season. We've got a pretty big roster and we're sorting a lot of things out, but as of right now, the picks are hot, man. They they did really well over this weekend, and you know, you don't want to see them lose to the to the rosebuds or the gherkins or the gray wolves. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, five win five wins in a row in the West Coast League is you know the hottest team in the, the hottest team in their league. You know, yeah, yeah, it's been good. So. I mean, hopefully they keep the momentum going. We got Corval or uh, Cowlitz. Sorry, Cowlitz. The Cowlitz Black Bears is who we have coming up this uh, week at home. So hopefully keep the momentum going. Rattle off a couple more league wins. And before you know it, we're right back in the hunt. So picks are hot. It's good to see, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I would say that there is something to be with momentum. I know that there's a lot of times when a team's playing hot, they're like, Hey, it's fun coming to the ballpark every day. It's fun. We're having a good, we're a good camaraderie. And I love that energy. You know, when you hear that, uh, that's happening, whenever, when ride, ride the streak, don't break the streak. You know, that's right. No, it, it means a lot. I mean, just look, look what happens. And, you know, especially when it gets into like playoff time and that kind of thing, if you got a club that can gel up like that, and especially the pickles, so much of their um, pitching squad, you know, the roster as far as pitchers go is pretty stacked. So it feels like for the most part, if if we can get the bats hot, the pitching will kind of, you know, hold the line for as long as it needs to. But we got to have the support. So popping off 17 runs a game for a couple games out of three is, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty good. That's. <laughs> That's, That's a really good. good defense. That's a really good defense, Jeremiah, is to score 17 runs. Yeah. So <laughs> excited to see what happens this coming week against the uh, 
the Cowlitz Black Bears. So that's the pickle report. Let's go, Pickles! Let's go, Pickles! Let's go, Pickles! Let's go, Pickles! Pickle of the week. All right, pickle of the week this week is our boy Leo Mosby. Leo Mosby is a sophomore from the University of California, Santa Barbara. He's an infielder, and during these big games they had out in Wenatchee, he had five RBIs in one of those games, <laughs> which will get you pickle of the week. Uh, it was real close because uh, our boy Matt Jew had his 21st birthday, and he also had some pretty good games out there in Wenatchee, and he had a great weekend at Walker Stadium. So honorable mention going to Matt Jew, but Leo Mosby, man, five rubies in a 17 to eight win. That'll get you pickle of the week. He, uh, you know, in the other games, he also, I think he had seven. Yeah, he had seven total RBIs for the road trip. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That'll get you pickle of the week. Yeah, batted 500 on the road. It's a good way. It's a good way to, yeah, be a pickle of the week and be put up that kind of offensive production. You know, that's great. When that, when you're that hot, when you're swinging a bat that hot, when you can go uh, eight for what, 15 for the, for the trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not, (laughs) you're, they should be walking you (laughs) if you're, if if you're swinging a bat that hot. Yeah, 15 ABs, 8 hits. <laughs> Pretty impressive. One triple, you know, oh, and yeah. one home run. So, uh, yeah, Leo Mosby, we got the uh, – I, I know Joe Simons is going to be disappointed that he missed this one because he's been going hard on the Mosby Maniacs. He's got this uh, – he's he's trying to start a – well, he, he has started – uh, cheering section that's just specifically all about Leo Mosby. And he's kind of a, he's a quiet, he's one of the more quiet kids on the team. And, uh, you know, it's a good dude. Leo Mosby, you are a pickle of the week. We salute you. And then we got a special treat. Uh, as everybody knows, we're doing all of this over uh, the internet. And so Joe happened to have a jar of Wickles, the official pickle of the Portland Pickles and the Portland Pickles party deck Wickles, dirty dill cocktail cornichons, which Joe Simons and I, the first episode of the season, we got into these, but that we can have repeats. We're going to have a repeat. We've definitely had repeat guys be pickle of the week. So why not have repeat pickle be pickle of the week? And maybe I'll like them more. I went back and I checked. I gave them a double last time. So we, you know, the rating system is seeing, you know, basically anything you can think of that would happen to a baseball, you know, like we've had bunts, foul outs. We've had some real garbage pickles that we've eaten over the years. And so, um, a couple weeks back, I gave this a double when I had them. I, I'm not a big spicy guy, but let's see, let's see what Joe Hieronymus thinks about him. He's eating like seven of them at a time. I think they're good. You know, I would say it's my cat, by the way. Can't see her. She just is really interested when I eat things. I like that. Uh, ball off the bat. I think this is a 
a line drive over like the second baseman's hit, right-handed hitter, hitting to the opposite field over second base, and then and it's it's like a it's a double, not necessarily stand up, it's a hustle double. Hustle double. Okay, that's an acceptable answer. Yeah. yeah, I think I gave I think I gave it like a a, a very similar rating. I want to say that I get I gave this like a legged out double uh, two weeks ago when I <laughs> because I they're tiny little pickles uh, first of all and that's I don't really love that. No, it's hard um, to you get what are you yeah what are you doing? It's not just the pickle. Yeah, just yeah, and just uh, I'm not a big spicy guy, and these actually. I think I like them about the same. I was interested to see maybe, you know, maybe going into it, maybe I'll change my opinion. Maybe there'll be a home run today. No, still pretty much. Yeah. I think that's a good, I think that's a really good answer on your part. I think we're in the same boat there. Just uh, like they're doing what they can. Double. He stretched it. Yeah. And um, I like you that know. they use them, you know, as garnishes and everything. It's like, you know, it's a cocktail pickle. Like I get it. It's cute, whatever. It's uh, serves a purpose, but you know, uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty okay. Salute to Wickles Pickles. Wicked delicious is what they call it. Wicked delicious. And uh, Leo Mosby and Wickles Dirty Dill Cocktail Cornichons. You are our Pickles of the Week. And we salute you. Hey folks, this week's Brine Time is brought to you by Kraken Strength. Never heard of them? Well, Kraken Strength is the premier strength and conditioning facility in the Portland area. They offer group fitness classes, advanced competitive and sports specific training. At Kraken Strength, you'll find a community of fitness, knowledgeable staff, and the support you need to successfully meet your goals, no matter what level of fitness you're starting out at. They're located in Tigard, Oregon, and you can check them out at krakenstrength.com. Be sure to tell them the Brian Time Boy sent you. House Wine is a proud partner of Brian Time, lovingly produced in Walla Walla, Washington, by winemaker Hal Landvoit. For every case sold of their Rainbow Edition Sparkling Rose, $2 is donated to the Human Rights Campaign. Thank you to House Wine for your support of Brian Time. Fear and Loathing in Tacoma is the newest podcast from comedian Jeremiah Coughlin, where he interviews rock stars, comedians, and generally interesting people about their psychedelic experiences. New episodes every Friday. Check it out on Podcast Republic, iTunes, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes terrifying, always interesting. This is Fear and Loathing. Time now for our Inside the Jar segment. Joe and I are joined by Henry Freed, who is one of the interns working for the Pickles organization throughout the summer. Henry's a Seattle native and has been in Portland since January. Great guy. Love having him around the ballpark. He wears a lot of hats and just an all-around good dude. So, enjoy. Henry, you have the distinction. You are the first intern to be inter- like interviewed on Brian Time ever. Wow. 
We've had a lot of interviews. We've talked to Ron the K-Man, and we've talked just about everybody you can think of to talk to. But I believe you're the first intern. So um, that's exciting. Whose dog is that? I don't know. It's not my dog. Actually, I think it's Emily's dog. Um, Well, it's an honor. You know, it's an honor to be here. (laughs) Always wanted to say that. (laughs) <laughs> what do you what do you do what do you do with the pickles? What do you what department do you intern in? Henry? Um, everything. I do yeah. all types of crap. You know, um, just like whatever they tell me. Um, yeah. So how'd but that start? How did you how'd you get involved with the with the organization and the uh, the internship? How did that come about? Yeah, I um, I looked around. I was looking for something to do this summer. Um, and I love, you know, I'm a big baseball fan, love baseball, played growing up, all that stuff. Was looking to um, do something around it this summer. And the, I checked out the Pickles site. And, you know, sure enough, there was an internship opportunity. Um, and, you know, sort of sent, sent them an email. Rossi will be back a couple of days later. And we were. You know, did an interview off and running. Started on June first, I think. So, yeah. Ross Campbell, the GM of the organization. That's right. Not not like a typical, not like a baseball GM, but just like a GM. Yeah. It's always funny you see that, like GM Ross Campbell. It's like, yeah. well, he's not like Jerry Depoto or anything. He's not making moves. He's just <laughs> right. selling advertising yeah. and does a great job at it. Don't yeah, inc- excellent, great guy to work. Now, were you around sure. last summer in the bubble? No, I was not. This is oh. this is my first summer. Yeah, um, I moved down to Portland in January to to start up at Reed. So, um, oh, you not you had just got to Portland this year. Yeah, correct. Yeah, January something. And you never lived in Portland before? Mm-mm. No, I'd visit, of course, because it's so close to Seattle. But but uh, yeah, just just in January I moved moved down here um it's been nice so far i yeah. really like i really like what the pickles are doing uh this year and i don't know i'm, I'm kind of you know i've been going i've only been to a few games i like how they're scheduling all the exhibitions in addition to their league schedule and just having fun you know people want to see live baseball you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. that it's a lot of fun yeah and and you know over we just had july 4th weekend you know it's the fifth today so Having having those live games, even though they were exhibitions with the Wild Wild West League, that was fun. You know, it's good to have baseball on the Fourth of July, right? Um, seems seems like how it should be. So. Well, it's all like local teams, like, and it's just fun baseball. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good idea. Just to keep just it's a baseball venue. You know what I mean? That's what the pickles really bring. I know that uh, in their uh, Western League. Uh, you know, they've been playing pretty good too. Probably playing winning baseball. That's fun too. Which league? Uh is it's in they're in the Western League too. That's uh where they play. Oh West against, Coast League, yeah. The West sorry, Coast League. the West Coast League. Yeah, they've been heating up. Yeah, we'll get to all that. Uh all right. Hank, give me the give me the intern dirt. What's going on with the how's everything going? It's it's give going me the, give me the pickles after dark version. The, the pickles after dark version. Yeah, it's you know, there's tons of ideas flying around you know uh lots of back and forth between us all uh 
guess you know we're 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 starting to gel as a group i think it's it's been it's been fun to get to know everyone start to uh sort of grow together and 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 you know get a lot of experience doing tons of different things you know and that's it's fun to be sort of to have all these different uh different things to try out right that's sort of i believe that's sort of part of doing internships, you know, gain experience and stuff you wouldn't think you'd be doing. Like I had, I, I, I did PA for three or four games and I had no idea going into it that it would be a, something that was like possible or something that I would like be doing in any way. So yeah, it was a valuable, exciting thing. That's not exactly oh, yeah. dirt, though. I'm so sorry, Jeremiah. But. No, that's great. I know I like it. I like that yeah. there's a you know. I mean, it's people that don't come to games wouldn't wouldn't know this and wouldn't see you guys. But there's a group of what, like ten or eleven, you know, like early twenties kids, and they're all very, you know, ambitious and enthusiastic, and they work hard, and they're part of the social media teams and the on field teams and the broadcast and the production and all these different things, and you know. I think it's great. It's, it's fun to see you guys be come kind of a group. And, you know, that's, that was the whole, you know, party deck party idea, right. You know, like we get, get folks together and, you know, like kind of boost morale too, because there's a lot of games, man. Like Joe was saying, you know, they fill this non-league schedule. Well, we're there. We're there, man. Like, you know, we just went through five games, you know, two games a day on Saturday and Sunday, and nobody's complaining. You know, it's great to be at the ballpark, but, you know, we get today off, and then it's, uh, you know, the next six days, it's baseball games every day again, you know? And so it's, it's, uh, it gets to be like a pretty good grind, you know, honestly. And so it's great to see like morale kind of pick up and people getting along and, you know, high fiving and having fun. And that's what I like to see. You know, and I think it's cool that you guys are doing that. And um, what is your what is your like area of study in at Reed? What do you want to be when you grow up? I, I study math. Um, stupid. It's really <laughs> you say stupid. Math? Yeah, that's, it's yeah, that's the best. It's um, that'll get you nowhere in this world, buddy. See, it's, I mean, it's either math or Spanish in baseball, right? That's the those are the two things they tell you to learn. Oh yeah, right. sure, sure. Um, it's yeah, it's. I, I sort of believe in doing things like the hard way, uh, even though like <laughs> I, it's, I, I've always loved math and science and that's, you know, sort of STEM in general. And, um, you know, math, I took, took a calculus class in my senior year of high school and I just, it was just an incredible, um, sort of introduction to higher level math. And I had a great teacher, John Baldwin is his name. Um, Shout out to John Baldwin. Yeah. He was, he was incredible. Um, Alex brother. It's Alex brother. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) uh, One of the like 28 Baldwin brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, there's, it's, there's so much beauty in math. I believe it's, it's incredible. So, no, it That's doesn't awesome. lie. Yeah, that's what I love about I love I love 
that's one of the things I really love about baseball across all levels is the math behind it. I mean, it just starts with one loss record and then from there runs scored and then you can, it just breaks down to all these ways that people have studied sometime to their own, you know, to the detriment or whatever, but there's a lot of things that are uncovered. And I'm fascinated that people do that and understand it way better. And then can like filter it back to a guy like me who, uh, it's like, yeah, so uh, we're not good at this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once you right. studied the math, and it's like, oh yeah, okay. You know, how do we fix that? That that would that's fun. I don't know. It also means you're not good at something. Usually, but math has a tendency to point out the problem more than often the solution. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's one of the well, that's definitely one of the beautiful things about baseball. It's like it's a game you can literally follow along on paper, right? Mm-hmm. And like I think that's one of the things that brings people into it. It's like you, it's it can be so simple but so complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in many ways, like it's not really fun to watch these three true outcome games where it's you know three true outcomes being home run, walk, strikeout. Right. That's not a fun baseball game to watch. And so it's hard. Like this is entertainment, right? It's, it's to entertain folks. I mean, at the, certainly at the major league level, uh, it's, it's entertainment. Um, and I think, well, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's that community gathering, you know, let's go do yeah. this. Let's go see a ball game. That's you know? right. That's right. So it's, it's funny how math or, you know, sort of analytics in general, they're a bit of this sort of boogeyman where it, it makes the game sort of less fun to watch, even though it's, you know, all the players are being more efficient and all this jazz. Um, and so I, I wonder, I sort of wonder aloud how, like, how can it be fun and also use these things that are so, I think baseball, baseball is pretty distinct in the way that, you know, numbers, you know, it's, it's, you can quantify almost everything. We're, we're getting there, right? Right. Um, You've got, what, uh, at least 50 years of solid data. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, on some things, you know, and they're always developing more ways to understand what's happening. I, right. I, I never wanted I, – I hear the three true outcome, and I never wanted to say that I thought the game was getting less beautiful until – because baseball and a lot of the fanship is regional. I'm wearing my Royal shirt. I watch a lot of Royals games. And for several years, the the three true outcome boogeyman didn't come for my team, and then now they're here, and it's, right. it's all the and it is. You're right; it does become a less appealing. Like I like that the fact that they put the ball in play, uh, they didn't make mistakes on defense, or you uh, you make the other team make a mistake on defense. You have puts the pressure on. There's a, there's an element to good base running, and I think the others have noticed it, like at the major league level. That I mean, I don't I don't know. It, it, you see it, but at, at that level, you shouldn't see people running into outs as much as you do because they don't, they don't run the bases. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. a different type of game and it's not, and it's, I'm not like putting the onus on anybody. It's, I, I have to say it, it does remove some of the aesthetic of the person, the, the person making a great defensive play or uh, running on the bases when the ball's going a certain direction, you know, that's it's, but it's in play, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that, whatever that championship Royals team was, they were awesome. They were, um, they weren't that good. They were lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they, they were I mean, like stealing all over the place. And they, like yeah. you say, they put the ball in play. It was, and that's, and it's just fun to watch. And, you know, and even when they were bad, they, you know, they, 
Kansas City kind of like they put a premium on defense. And now that, you know, like you say, it's we don't really know how to rate defense. We've done shifts. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's not the same. Uh, it's not the same when you just watch a ball just get hit and somebody doesn't do a very good job at it. And then, you know what I mean? It's like watching, it's like watching a little league game sometimes. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not fun because they yeah, little league kids yeah. either walk or strike out, you know? Yeah, definitely. And that, I mean, to not to be, you know, sort of an ad for the pickles, but that's, I think that's part of what, at least the, certainly the wild, wild West league where the, you know, the pickles, we pretty much, well, we do, we run the league. We're trying to make it all more exciting. We're trying to make it fun. We've got our robot umpire, Picklebot 3000. Um, you know, just trying to make everything just a little more fun, you know, for, for yeah. people being at the stadium. And, you know. That was what was yeah. – I, 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 yeah, I was at a game on Friday, and they mm-hmm. were – at one point, the Pickles had three hits and eight runs, and it was just – that kind of box score, I was just like, "All right, what have we been witnessing? It's so much fun." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right, right. Yeah, it definitely uh, translates to a little longer uh, footprint for for some of the game times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's um, it can be you know if you're a true baseball fan and you like to see base running, pitching, you know, people people stealing bases, people stretching, you know, singles into doubles, that kind of stuff. Man, it's it's an exciting product, and you know, I think all across the the board we put on a show um yeah well henry i appreciate you coming in and uh chatting with us i know you got a a wild party going on around you and uh you're you're a good guy i love having you as part of the team out there man and uh yeah thanks for coming on brian time and talking a little bit of math and baseball and royal i knew he was going to talk about royals but <laughs> well, yeah, the anti- I'll, I'll edit you i'll edit it out don't worry <laughs> yeah well th- thanks a lot uh jeremiah and joe a couple of j's yeah. um great yeah. to great to be on with you thanks yeah, a lot see you at the ballpark awesome next up it's your pickles catcher max shore Go, Max. This is one of my favorite segments, Joe. This is a little thing we like to call Ghosts of Baseball Pass. Yes. Ghosts of Baseball Pass is very spooky. And I want to start with something that I have started out at Walker Stadium. You know, it's always just been Walker Stadium. They call it the walk. And then, you know, I kind of, I don't even remember what I was looking at, but I saw that the place is actually called Charles B. Walker Stadium. It's named after Charles B. Walker. I don't know who that was, but I just started saying that into the microphone during the games. I don't know if I said it on Friday when you were there, but I just started throwing that out because we shortened it all the way to the walk, right? We just call it the walk. And it's like, well, walks are bad in baseball. Why don't we call it the chuck? If it's Charles B. Walker Stadium, this place should be the Chuck, right? No one, no one has that hasn't really caught on the way that I was hoping so far. So I've just become kind of it's part of it is just the fact that I like to be obnoxious. But so instead of saying, you know, I used to always say, Welcome to Walker Stadium, everybody. And now, just to get that little extra microphone time, I now say, 
Welcome to Charles B. Walker Stadium. And so I started looking into it and I found, you know, the city of Portland.gov parks page that's going to tell me who Charles B. Walker was. And he was a supervisor of the playgrounds and softball teams. Uh, And he started doing that in 1934. And then in 1935, he was appointed as the city's first sports director. So from 44 to 45, he also served as American Red Cross field director in Germany during World War II. And when he got home, he helped organize the first men's and women's softball tournaments ever held west of the Mississippi. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And in 1950, he was appointed as the commissioner of the Amateur Softball Association for the Portland metro area. Pacific Coast Vice President of the ASA, retired from the Parks Bureau in 69 after 40 years of dedication and service to the game of softball. That's what the Portland City Parks website has to say about Charles B. Walker. So, Pickles fans, when you come out to the walk, to Walker Stadium, to Charles Bernard Walker Stadium, that's that's who's park you're sitting in. The guy who basically... Brought softball to Portland, created, you know, the anytime you play in a, a softball tournament over the 4th of July weekend or whatever, just, you know, think about the fact that Charles B. Walker was the guy who kind of kicked that off here in the, uh, you know, west of the Mississippi. Pretty cool. Now, is this is the park itself? Did is that where he did all this softballing, like and and where they would play the games? Because I think that uh, they it says they acquired the city. The city acquired this land in 1912, so it's they've been conceivably been playing softball and baseball there for over a hundred years in that space. Yeah, well, yeah. So Lentz Park, you know, is there's a football field there. There's just regular old. You know, they just put the new soccer kind of field over there. And yeah, I mean, as far as we know, what's it say? The stadium in Lens Park was constructed in 1956. So it was yeah. right around the time that he was he was doing that kind of thing, right? So yeah, yeah in the 50s, organized the first softball tournament held west of the Mississippi in 1950. So that might not have been the site of it, but... There was definitely softball being played out there in the 50s when he was uh, commissioner. What was his official title? He was the director of, oh, let's see. His official title, he was commissioner of the Amateur Softball Association for the Portland metro area. So, yeah. And I'm not sure exactly when they named the park for him. I don't see that in the uh, in the write-up here. But I'm guessing after he retired, so probably sometime in the 70s was when it was um, they made it officially the Charles B. Walker Stadium. And I'd like to know what the B stands for. I said Bernard, but who knows? It could be anything. I'm guessing it's Bernard. But honestly, I've looked, I've done some research. It could be Charles Baseball Walker. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I have met people here in Portland that have changed their their middle name legally to, to Raccoon. So I'm sure that he was, you know, an old Portland guy. He's like, you know what? My middle name is Baseball. Might as well go ahead. 
Put it in my name, Charles Baseball Walker. That would be amazing. Baseball is my middle name. Yeah, there's just not a lot of information on who. I mean, obviously, obviously, we know a little bit just because of that that little write up right there. But Charles B. Walker, the city's first sports director in 1935, helped organize the first men and women softball tournaments. And that's really it. That's all we know about the guy. But I love I I like. I like going with the long form. I like welcoming people to Charles B. Walker Stadium. And so another thing that we kind of ran down in uh, Ghosts of Baseball Pass a couple weeks ago, we we covered the Rosebuds. So we've, you know, there's a new iteration of the Rosebuds. And and some people, a lot of people don't know this, but there was a Portland Rosebuds team that was owned by Jesse Owens. It was part of a, a Negro League that was happening uh, way back when. And they played at... um Vaughn Street Park. So speaking of stadiums, and so I kept I kept seeing that pop up Vaughn Street Park. They played there and there was um the Portland Beavers, there was a few other teams that kind of started out at, at Vaughn Street Park. And so aside from the um Charles B. Walker Stadium, I wanted to do a little check in here on just exactly where and what was Vaughn Street Park. The ballpark was sometimes called Lucky Beavers Stadium, and it was pretty much in 1901 it was built. There were two trolley lines that ran nearby, and so Northwest Vaughn. So right when you come off that uh, Highway 30 Vaughn Street exit, you know, yeah, there's the down, jack in the box on your right, and the next thing is then, that like yeah, Silver Cloud Inn yeah. or Holiday Inn, whatever that is, whatever that hotel is. Mm-hmm. You right either go down is, 21st or 23rd, the Knob Hill neighborhood shopping and restaurants and stuff, or you can go into the industrial area. Yeah. Yeah. So if you keep going straight into the industrial area, yeah, on one side of the street is a Holiday Inn Express. And then I think that's a coffee place right next door. And the parking lot of that coffee place is where the Vaughn Street Park was. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was uh, 1920s, 1930s before. Uh, Multnomah Stadium, which, you know, ended up being, which is now the soccer stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, Before that was what it was, Vaughn Street Park. And they they had baseball there. They had prize fights there. You know, Satchel Paige played there. Uh, Jim Thorpe, Ted Williams all played at Vaughn Street Park. So a lot of history in that little, you know, in that little parking lot that you drive by. You know, my office for my day job used to be right over by there, and I drove by there a hundred times and never. This never overhead thought about it. picture that's on their Wikipedia page is amazing. I really like the concept that they got the the center field grants and the bleachers out there. Did you see this picture of Bond Street on the on your at all that they have available? I just googled it while you were talking about it, and yeah, this oh yeah, this, this big aerial view, yeah, yeah. And uh, how the, the area behind shortstop is clearly the most worn part of the field. You know, because the shortstop stayed busy. I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. I don't know. Or that's where they had the prize fights. Who knows? Yeah. And if you go down a little bit further, it says in 1947, those center field bleachers caught on fire. Oh, no. uh, Thanks to a smoldering cigarette. 
the stadium at that point had already been condemned by fire inspectors. <laughs> the center field bleachers were rebuilt smaller, uh, and the predecessors are disconnected from the left field bleachers. And so, yeah, in the 1950s, uh, it was announced they were going to tear it down, and that was when uh, Multnomah Stadium, the Beavers, moved there in 1956. And that's the year they took it down, and you know the rest is history. And now it's a parking lot, pay paradise, and put up a parking lot, as they say. And uh, yeah, that's a little history of a couple of the beautiful and wonderful stadiums that were part of um, Portland baseball history, and just Portland history in general. So I kept seeing that Vaughn, that the uh, what is this? Oh, Esco. That's what's there. I don't know what Esco is, but. The parking lot for Esco is what used to be the wonderful Vaughn Street Park where, um, yeah, the uh, the very first iteration of our Portland Rosebuds played and then also the Portland Beavers that we've talked about on uh, Ghost of Baseball Pass several times. So pretty cool stuff, man. Portland's, you know, got a lot of weird history, but it's got some cool history too. I would have loved to have caught, caught a game. Gun scene, Jim Thorpe or Ted Williams smack one out over there. Just Satchel off the page. Bond Street Park into the center field bleachers. That'd have been something. Well, that is pretty interesting. I'm, thank you for sharing that with me. I had no idea that like the Wikipedia page said there's no remnants of Bond Street Park anywhere except for a plaque. Like I didn't know there was one existed over there, you know, in that neighborhood. That would be the perfect place where to have a baseball stadium, right? Right where you get off on the highway, like right there, and just load the highway back up, going all the other directions. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that was. I mean that's not too far from the proposed. So they talked about doing it down at T whatever. Uh, if you go out that way, it, that's definitely in the area of where they had talked about if they're going to bring MLB to Portland. Was doing it in that area. Uh, dimensions were hitter friendly. All right. 331 to left, 368 to center, 315 to right. Yeah, I think I could hit it 315. That's nice. Oh, they put a 30 foot wall up. Okay, that makes sense. That's, that's, yeah, they had a little, little uh, Fenway little Park monster. dimensions going on there. Okay. Yeah. I, saw, I was watching a game uh, earlier. I love it when you watch a game and like somebody hits a drive down into one of the corners and they're like, this would have been a home run in 16 out of the 30 stadiums or 22 of the same, but in this one it's not, or that wouldn't have been a home run in like any stadium except Yankee stadium, because Yankee stadium is the biggest rip off of right field ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know Otani liked it there last week. Yeah, well, yeah. I definitely root for visiting players in Yankee stadium. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's Ghosts of Baseball Past. Let's go Pickles. Let's go Pickles. All right, Pickle Nation, that is our show. Thanks, everyone, for being here. I want to thank my guest co-host, Joe Hieronymus, and his cat, who you heard interspersed. We had cats in this episode. We had dogs in this episode. We had Pickle of the Week, Leo Mosby, who tonight, Tuesday night, July 7th, hit a walk-off. Ding-dong, Sally. 
to put the pickles up over the cowlets, black bears, solidifying himself as pickle of the week the day before the episode comes out. So want to thank Marimba Mike for the intro music, Dusty Fox for the outro music. If you enjoy the show, feel free to like and subscribe. Leave a review if you could. Follow brinetime underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at brinetime503 at gmail.com. Thank you again to our sponsors, Kraken Strength and House Wine. Please support the folks that support us. We'll see you all again real soon for the next Brian time. Henry can get back to his uh, drunken wild intern party, get some memories, get some life experience, you know, make some mistakes, get uh, get hopped up and do something crazy, you know, like, yeah. Uh, light the spark out at Lance Park, cracking wooden bats, slapping, illuminate the dark, popcorn, sunflower seeds, PDX and North Precious in the West Coast League, yeah, Portland. Never known to be fickle. Deep in Southeast, that's the home of the pickles. Brian Time. Home of the pickles. Brian Time. Brian Time. That's the home of the pickles.